BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy. Back at it again. Welcome. It's the Rico Report. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. We got a banger of a show for you guys today. Folks, there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of conversation happening right now amongst Bill's Mafia. And rightfully so. These are conversations that are um, necessary. Because, folks, we got a big old game coming up. This is a crucial game coming up. The Bills have an opportunity to clinch. They got an opportunity to clinch a playoff berth, but not only that, you win the division and you're setting yourself up as the number two seed. Fam, that's unbelievable. We went, I mean, I've, we all podcast. Bill's podcast have repeated these very words. Just a short few weeks ago, we were six and six, staring at potentially being eliminated with one loss. And now we've put ourselves in position to win the division. A lot, I mean, obviously, a lot of things played our way in order for us to be in this position. And we have an opportunity to make good. Make good on the little things that have happened along the season, but it, there's there's uh there's still some questions to be answered amongst Bills Mafia, and uh, I can't wait to kind of talk about this with my man, the Thigh Dog, because a lot of it has to do with uh, some players that are medically dealing with some things. But before we get into all of that, how thrilling is it that? we have an opportunity to be hosting as the number two seed. I'm still baffled by that. I'm baffled by it. It's craziness to me. Now, a lot of folks are not a fan of Nick Wright. A lot of folks are not a fan of Nick Wright, and uh, I understand why. I get it. You know what I'm saying? He's not, he's not everybody's cup of tea. But if we're, if we're being honest with one another, there's a lot of things that Nick Wright hits on. We may not want to hear it, but a lot of the things that he does say are kind of truthful. And uh, sometimes we just have to get out of our own feelings and, and understand the message. Forget about the messenger. Understand the message. And today on, uh, I think his show is called uh, First Things First. I think it's, I can't remember. There's so many damn shows out there. You don't know what's what. Um, but Nick Wright today said something that I was like, I couldn't, 
a lot of what he said, like 90, 90% of what that brother said today, I was like, yo, you right, bro. Like he was right. And uh, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get you guys the audio because I think it's, uh, I think it's necessary for you guys to hear the audio. So pretty much what he was saying today was the, the bills are kind of like, they're, a, they're an odd bunch because they're in the very same breath. They can win the division. They can win or get an opportunity to have the second seed, but in the same breath, they lose one game. You could be eliminated. How crazy is that? Go to number two seed, but also be eliminated in the same breath. That That is wild if you look at it. And it, truthfully, that's kind of how the season's gone. It's been inconsistent. And if we're being real with one another, it has been an inconsistent year. But resiliency, we fought through it, and we've put ourselves in this position to uh, to really – to really put ourselves in a position to, to have home field advantage and give us a shot, give us a shot. But the one thing that, that rang true was we're going to have to rip off four strong games if we're trying to win the whole thing. And has there been an opportunity where we've ripped off four strong games where you're like, okay, this team looks like they're ready to go? We have it. And that's the inconsistency that 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 follows the bills that have followed the bills for quite some time if you think about it if you're being real with one another it's true and uh it's 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 something that i hope that we can rectify but you're sitting here at 17 it is week 17 it's not week six where we have time to fix it we are week 18 now week 17 is done we are week 18 we're the last game of the season at this point are we who we are an inconsistent team. Hopefully we strike where we can be consistent the next several games and the rest of the, the rest of the season doesn't matter. Right. But those are things that we really have to, we really have to, I mean, consider, I mean, some people are not going to want to hear what I'm trying to say right now, but I mean, those are the, those are the, those are the realities folks. Those are the realities. The bills have been inconsistent. Offensively, they've been inconsistent. Defensively, they've been inconsistent coaching wise along the year. It's just been up and down. However, we've been on the winning end these last few games. Winning four out of five games, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's encouraging because we're getting, we're finding ways to win. And that's really what that comes down to it. We're finding ways to win. So uh, let's see how this, uh, let's, <laughs> let's see how this goes. <laughs> Laura, Laura's like, yo, Rico yelled at us on on, on the post game. I was upset, man. I, I, <laughs> my bad, girl. I was upset. I was pissed off, man, because it did not feel like a win. It didn't feel like a win. It felt like we lost that game, but we won. It's like the Dallas Cowboys, man. You think they felt good when they won by default? You know what I'm saying? Did you check in? Did you not check in with me? Well, I think it was number 68. Was it number 70? Come on, man. Y'all lost that game. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is at the end of the day. I didn't mean to yell at y'all, man. <laughs> I didn't mean to scold y'all, but that's what it is, man. But um, but there are more important things to talk about. And the topic of conversation has been happening the last week or so, but more specifically, the last few days, especially after this recent game, has been Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs and this offense and his production. His production 
just hasn't been up to par and up to what we've been used to. We are so used to heavily depending on Stefan Diggs to just win his win his battle and do his job. And you know what I mean? And bail us out with a big play, 100 yards, you know what I'm saying? A touchdown. It means six to seven receptions a game, 10 targets. That's what we've been accustomed to. Lately, we have not been getting that. Why? That's the big question and why. And I, I haven't received a proper answer yet. Hopefully, the thigh doc can answer something for me. Now, is he injured? Is it because he's 30? Is it the new offensive coordinator? Is it Josh's inconsistencies? Is it he's not motivated to be in Buffalo? You know what I'm saying? Like, there could be, there's so many angles we can take. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, the thigh doc can give me a hand in this. So you guys already know what time it is. I got to get my guy ready. I got to get him propped up. And uh, he better be ready to talk on this because uh, it's important. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in my guy, the thigh doc, in just a moment. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back after this little intro. What's happening? I, I love that you play that every time. <laughs> I love it. it. Tear to my eye. I sometimes go to sleep and be like, What song is that? What was that song, babe? I was listening to. You mean the Thigh Dog song? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, what's up, babe? What's happening? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing, Rico? Happy New Year. You Happy New Year to you too. Listen, by the way, Happy New Year to everybody in the chat right now. Because uh, we're smooth operator. Listen, um, talk to me, man. Because uh, right now. Yeah, let's get down uh, to got, business. You got, some, you, got some, you got some answers. You got some questions. The talk of the town. You are the talk of the town, my man. I like to, I like to kind of keep a low profile and uh, I'm getting a little nervous. Not anymore. But before we can even get into that, because uh, don't be nervous. You wanted the spotlight. Now you got the spotlight, bitch. Now you got to handle it. You got to be. I, you, gotta you, be know, you know I'm joking. I love I, it. I, you know what? Here's <laughs> one thing I, I, I obviously and I love about you is that you don't take any of this stuff seriously. You're just here to have a good time, and as, and uh, and you're informative. And uh, I can't even get started just yet because I gotta play. I gotta play something real quick for the folks, and then we can get this thing started here. Now it's not it's not a video; it's just an audio. But the audio is good enough for me. Uh, let me get this thing cracked up. So today, um, I happen to turn on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, and uh, I hear an audio. Uh, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And some people just need to put some respect on my man's name. And uh, and that they did. So today, the Jeremy and Joe show. See, I'm not from the United States and I'm not from Buffalo. So the Jeremy and Joe show, is a, I think, is a, a WGR show, I believe. Yeah, and the morning show. No shade on WGR. I got no, nothing against them. I know a lot of people are like, ah, WGR. Listen, they got some good people out there. Anyway. So there's the Jeremy and Joe show, and uh, they decided to to talk about something today. Check this audio out, folks. I need you guys. Here's one to look for: Is there an injury? All right. 
Joe, I don't know if you can trust everything you see on Twitter, but there's some stuff out there that somebody pointed out. There, there's a <laughs> what if I told you there's an account called Thigh Doctor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <they're, laughs> okay, Thigh Doctor. Sure, I would believe it. Injury analyst for just the thigh, Thigh Doctor. He's In, just the thigh. Injury analyst for you know uh, uh, Buffalo Fanatics. Here's one to look for. Is <laughs> Listen, did, did it did it pain him to say Buffalo Fanatics at the end? Did. He what didn't was that about? He didn't want to say it, but bro, you better you better put some. Ah, got him. Ah, Love it. Hey, well, listen, no, joke. I don't. I don't. Just so you know, full yep. disclosure. I I know we joke around. Oh, the respect. I I don't take it personal. I think anyone who goes thigh doctor. What is that? Like, imagine telling my wife that when we first met. Hey, what's your Instagram handle? Oh, it's Thigh Doctor. I get the same same thing. I love it, though. That's what it's there for. It's supposed to be weird. I love thighs, and I'm a doctor, so I just put two and two together. I'm, You know, I'm a fan. I'm a, I love thighs, too. Thighs are, thighs are great. Uh, I'm a thigh guy. I'm a thigh guy. You've made me a thigh guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> jokes aside, and, you know, and, and all honestly, jokes aside, when I say people want to put start putting respect on your name, because they 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 don't look past the gimmicks. They see the gimmicks, they're like, oh, I'm not gonna take this guy serious. But when they really listen to what the thigh doc has to say, yo, he is bang on. He is bang on. So let's get right into it. Stefan Fr- no, we're gonna wait on Stefan Diggs. Let's talk about Josh Allen first and foremost. Okay. I've been hearing about Josh Allen's shoulder. And uh Josh Allen, and all year I've been hearing about this shoulder, right? And it's, yeah. it's coming, it's now. The, the noise is getting louder. Um, I didn't anticipate to hear more about this getting louder. But then I read something on Twitter today, and and here I go again. Now, what do you believe? What do you not believe? And uh, this is what I, I saw when I came across Twitter today, and uh, I was actually interested in hearing this. So the, the name CJ Cajano, I think it's Cajano. Anyway, and there was a message that said, I have an injury. I'll have an injury update on Josh's shoulder from earlier this year that has not been previously reported as soon as the season's done. Obviously, I want the Bills to go as far as they can, and most fans will pretty will be pretty impressed with what he's dealing with while performing amicably. First of all, what he's pretty much telling us is like, yo, he's got a bum shoulder, he's fighting through it, and unless they win the whole Super Bowl, you ain't going to hit for me until the season's over with. And then when I tell you what he's been dealing with, you guys are going to be like, holy jumpers, how did he do it? Yeah. How much of that do you believe? So then he keeps going, or she, I'm not sure is, but it's more than it's more than that, actually. He says, but because uh, you said, is this an AC joint? Yeah. More than that. But you're correct. The AC joint angle, just more to it. And then you said pinched RTC, uh, whatever the hell that RTC is. And then he comes in or she comes in and says, as soon as the season's done, I'll disclose. Just was asked for my contact to keep it confidential until after the season. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. All right. Old. Couple layers here. We're we're dudes, right? Me and you, Rico. Dudes. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, when someone talks like that, you know. But anyways, that's yeah. So we obviously got the AC joint. I called it from the beginning. Um, and no, listen, I'm not here to like get clicks, and I don't make money off of what I do. Um, to be honest, I'm out here. I'm kind of using you, Rico. I'm trying to start a revolution with the thigh dance, Use but I'm um, but but you guys get the injury stuff from it. You know what I mean? So like at the end of the day, 
my end goal is to get Josh Allen to score a touchdown and thigh dance so I could brag to my buddies who I grew up with that it was all worth it for dealing with me for 10 years with the, with the dance move. But anyways, anyways, the, the AC joints definitely at play. Um, it's obvious, obviously this guy must know. And this is another thing you really shouldn't be, you know, putting yourself out there like that, in my opinion, because who someone knows who his buddy is, I'm pretty sure they know where the source is, but um, it is what it is. But <clears throat> I'm assuming someone who is low man on the, injury like team or something or someone who works at like you know sometimes like these guys these doctors work at like university of buffalo someone catches wind of it right and then tells their buddy so that's kind of how that can happen but long story short ac joint giants game it bugs them it's gonna bug them all year the team kind of let them start running the ball like i told you earlier like the ac joint it's not like it's not like it's like just goes away it's a sprained joint and if he gets tackled on it it kind of irritates it so in my opinion he's running the ball more he's getting banged up i mean this guy takes licks i uh, we love it but it's like hard to watch sometimes but you you know what i'm saying with that but it's like if he gets banged up on his shoulder it's going to be let's say like inflamed for a minute okay so it's like irritated Right. So then he's then he's got to throw something pinpoint accuracy and he gets a little ping in there. It's going to hurt for like another play or two. You know what I'm saying? So I think what might be going on is he's getting it irritated during the games and it could be affecting his accuracy throughout the games. Now it comes in ebbs and flows, ups and downs, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. He comes out of the game fresh. It feels good. He takes a lick and then they call play action and he's got to like thread the needle. It, it might hurt. And it doesn't mean it's consistent. Not every fall is going to irritate it. It's usually when you land on that shoulder or if you go and collide like shoulder to shoulder. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we got, we got more issues with Allen because it's now it's not just a shoulder anymore. Now what the, the young man or gentleman was alluding to is uh, it's something a little more. So if you look at the structure of a shoulder and now listen, I don't know anyone. I'm sitting here downstate. I, I don't have a connect. I just see what I see, and I just tell you guys what I see. Now, yeah. is it usually accurate? Yeah, but I'm not going to say I'm like, you take me as gospel here. But underneath the AC joint is the rotator cuff. So that doesn't mean this guy's playing with a torn rotator cuff, but he might have pinched his rotator cuff. So that's why I said pinched RTC. That stands for rotator gotcha. cuff. Um, and, you know, without answering it and giving a response like that, I mean, you know, listen, we're almost 40. We kind of can read the tea leaves. It sounds like probably is, right? There's also a bursa sac in there. So, like, things could be really inflamed around his rotator cuff. Could he have a partial tear? Potentially. If that does come out, that's pretty impressive. Does that mean he needs a rotator cuff repair? No. But does that mean he put some mileage on his rotator cuff? Yes. If he needs a rotator cuff repair, that's bad. So we'll see on that. I don't want to speculate too much on that because from, you know, from what I see in the injuries, the AC, it's hard to believe, you know, he would tear his rotator cuff and play, um, but it's not out of the realm. This is a guy who can play with like, you know, at least a 10% tear of a a Tommy John ligament the next week. So Allen's a freak. I wouldn't put it past him, but we'll see how that goes. But you know what? Allen is a freak. And, I was just, I was just like thinking, I'm like, there's not, I, I saw, I saw a stat that like him and somebody else are one of the quarterbacks that haven't missed many games, very nice. little games. This guy yes. is Iron Man. He is tough as shit. So like you said, it would not surprise me if he's playing through something real tough right now. 
And yeah. uh, we're sitting here, why isn't he bombing it down the field? He's got the strongest arm. And he's like, little do you guys know, man. I'm doing something <laughs> you guys don't know about, but I'm just trying to fight through it. So, and and I want people to understand, we got no ties to, to the Bills in any way, shape, or form. These are just, the, like, not opinions, but this is, it's an opinion based on the eyes of the thigh doc. And he's been doing this, I told you guys, he's been doing this for 10 years as his profession. So he ain't just making, he ain't some guy, you know what I'm saying, just working at, I mean, some some spot as a receptionist somewhere. Like, no, this guy he does what he does. So keep that in mind as well. So um, I'm hoping that whatever he's that's ailing him, he can fight through it. And whatever whatever you mean ointments they want to put on that or shots that kind of keep the thing together. I hope it works out. So, but I know that Josh is a tough ass dude. So like, uh, whatever he's dealing with, just keep fighting through it. And hopefully by the season, by the time the season's done, we're we're lifting that Lombardi up. You can have all the time in the world to recover. But uh, that's one aspect, yeah. And that's one entity of this Bills team that right now could be dealing with something. But then we got to go to to Stephon Diggs. Well, that's hold the, up, hold up. I mean, we're, we're missing the the last play of the game. Allen's got a stinger. Oh, okay. And I saw so he squeezed his hand. And yeah. He's like, now listen. Two, so yeah, that's right. So two things happened that game. Now I don't okay. think his I don't think his accuracy was there before he hurt his hand. Cause that was like later in the second quarter, I believe he seemed off before that. And I don't want to like hang my hat on and say, Hey, he smacked his finger. He smacked the fingers on a, I don't know whose helmet on a defender's helmet mm-hmm. after a throw. And it instantly, you know, he had to shake his fingers out. Fear there is obviously a fractured finger. I don't think that it was fractured cause he continued to play the game. Yeah. It, that's what happens. I mean, who, who broke his finger earlier this year who had to sit out for a while. It was a, it was a pretty big quarterback. Um, it's not ringing a bell. Oh, Burrow? You talking about Burrow? Nah, his, his was a wrist. Someone else broke a finger earlier this year, and they sat out for like four games. Oh, I can't I want, recall. I don't want to say Kyler Murray because he came back late. It was some like a mid quarterback, but kind of a big name. Okay. But anyways, uh, he hit his fingers on a helmet. I was worried, right? Because he's like shaking his hand, and and I just know that sometimes you can crack a finger doing that. And then he went out and played the game, finished the game on that hit. Now. Someone else thought it was an AC joint or a bruise. Which Herbert. Was. Herbert was a quarterback, by the way. That's Herbert. right. That's right. And then he had to get it surgically repaired. That's right. Yep. All right. So someone else said, like, yeah, uh, I think it's a bruise on his left shoulder because that's kind of where they collided him. But you can tell, like, the defender kind of rubbed. It, he came off his shoulder. He, he didn't really collide his shoulder hard. He kind of more hit his head, and he and he tilted his head to the side. So that's common for a stinger. Stingers can come into, you know, they call them stingers or burners. Two things can happen. A, you get stretched on one side of the neck and obviously, you know, you say it's this left side. So his right ear got pinned to his right shoulder. So the left side of the neck gets pulled. And then you can either get the burner down the same arm because it's like a, it's called brachial plexus, stuff like that. Uh, It goes uh, down uh, the same uh, arm that got stretched. Or, yeah, you see, you're doing what I need you to do. I know, because I can feel you doing actions right now. So, yeah, or I get the, it. Or the side your ear is going to, you can pinch the nerve on that side. So, gotcha. generally, it's the side that gets stretched, you get the zing. However, sometimes you could pinch it, the side you get pinched to, you get the numbness. So, I saw him clasp his hand twice. It looked like the one where the left side of the neck is going to feel a muscle strain. Like, he's going to get, like, whiplash-type symptoms there, okay. tight up or trap. But that's his non-throwing side, and he got the zinger down into his right hand, which got it, which had him doing this. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So he's he 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 came out press conference said he got a stinger. It's a stinger, guys. 
it's going to get listed as a neck, maybe neck slash stinger. This doesn't, this isn't the same. This isn't apples to apples with Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde had a fusion sure. and then had a stinger after, which is like bad news. That's like, yep. buddy, shut it down. Can't yep. believe he came back. And he had a big hit <laughs> and he didn't get hurt, which was great. Yep. Um, so long story short, if, if Alan like didn't go out to shake hands and had to get looked at, because it was at the end of the game, I would be a lot more worried, but he went out, shook hands, went up to the press conference. Everything's good. These things are quick. You feel that I've had one. So you, you, you get it. It hurts for a second and then it goes away. It's, it's more like alarming than like lingering pain. Yeah. But, they, but again, they don't all come the same. This isn't like a Micah Hyde situation again, cause he had surgery. However, some people do have symptoms for longer and some people don't. And some people, something kind of happens in there. And yeah. then they're more, well, then they're more susceptible to it. It's, yep. it's, it's not to the level of Micah because Micah's going to get those stingers real easy now. Yep. Um, but say it's like so an, a boxer early in his career, he just had one of his first TKOs. It's not like downhill quick. It's not like Mike Tyson ended the career. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if this starts to pop up again. So Brock Purdy, young quarterback, had a stinger, came back to that Monday night game, got another stinger late in the game, and that hit did not look serious. So. Um, he must have been a little susceptible in there. So it's another layer um, of concern for Allen. I'm not trying to sound the alarm. Um, he's a tough mf or you know what I'm saying, but um, it's, a, it's definitely a thing. And that, that neck on his left side is going to be sore. It's going to be like he has a huge bruiser. Like you just did squats for the first time in three years, and then your, you your, thigh, your thighs are sore for like three, four days. For sure. And, and I'll tell you this, though. Uh, when he said it, yeah, I've never felt this one. This was kind of weird, though, but uh, yeah. You kind of like brushed it off like that. Eh, no big deal. Yeah. Well, you you, you got to take it easy, man, because these are the things that Ken Dorsey was trying to avoid. But you kind of take away part of what Allen is. So uh, interesting nonetheless. But uh, yeah. before we get into uh, Stefan Diggs, and by the way, thank you so much for, for bringing light to these things, man. Uh, this is this is massive. Uh, how about the return of Mr. Daquan Jones and playing? Oh percent snaps how crazy is that first of all and what a great addition back to the team to get Daquan Jones you don't have you I don't think people understand how remarkable a 53 percent snap count that's first insane. game first game back 11 weeks post-op peck repair on a defensive tackle now people like kneeled in front of J.J. Watt for coming back in 10 and a half weeks for the playoffs right and this that dude played uh he might've played around 50% snap count, but he's usually a 90, 99% snap count player. So I'm saying like he took half of his snaps out to come back for those playoffs. He played awesome against the bills and they all anointed him, yep. but he, he sucked the next week, by the way. Um, so we'll see what happens with Daquan. I was expecting 20% snap count max, mm. get this guy eased in. He's going to be a little weak out there, protect him. He went out there and he balled his ass off. He and I, I, I can't believe it. He's a freak. Oh man, I was loving to see it, and having ninety-one and ninety-two, just just having a good old time. They're so good together. Massive. This is huge, and having Leonard Floyd on top of that. Uh, yeah. Listen, Greg Rousseau, AJ Epinesa. That's a nice rotation right there. I was actually, I was very surprised to see Puna Ford over Lindell Joseph, but I mean, Puna Ford had a good game too. Solid interior. Yeah. And yeah. now Lindvall is thirty-five. So, um, I just want to mention one thing. Yep. And, it, and this will just allude, to, we don't have to talk about it much, but uh, by, by Miller. So with 
I know Von Miller is getting heat and it's, it's coming up and he's not producing yada, yada, but he also did play a huge bump up in snap counts from uh, previous to last week. Cause Epinesa was out. That's right. And I, I got to wonder if he couldn't, if he couldn't recover enough. And that's kind of why they had to shut uh, him down they, for a week. They gave and him it, too much to put too much on his plate. And he was like, okay. Bro. And obviously these guys from the bills and I don't blame them because of gamesmanship. And I, yeah. I don't want to like, honestly get like, death threats or something like hey why are you giving out the secrets i don't know anyone i'm just telling you how i would see it and uh, but it's like hey look like uh bonds again second acl lateral meniscus i mentioned this in the beginning like i don't know if this guy can recover between weeks he's going to need like uh snap count issues so he had to get a huge bump last week because we were down numbers and then he couldn't play the next week so um i don't know if it's a recovery issue like the knee swelled up on him you know stuff like that the the ACL is one thing, Rico, but the lateral meniscus, which was a a, a, a co-factor in this newest injury, is yeah. bad news. Those do not do well. I Those are the worst of the two. And usually they're medial meniscuses. And when guys are younger and they tear their lateral, a lot of times they can repair them, okay, like Jalen Ramsey, but yeah. uh, they couldn't repair this one. I guarantee they had to cut that, that sucker out, like a, you know, a good portion of it. It's basically like early arthritis going on in his knee right now. Tough. It's tough, and you it's tough. Yeah. Aging. aging, playing football is tough. Those two, they don't mix, man. And Father Time usually comes, knocks on the door, and says, Hey, big bro, you ready to go? Not yet. <laughs> you coming with me. You coming with me because it's over with. Them knees, they mine. You right. So sometimes that's the way it happens. But uh hopefully we can get, you mean, a few more strong games out of him. And uh if he can come back next year. And he becomes an Adrian Peterson type, you mean, recovery, and he comes back and he's able to do things, great, we'll take it. But it's not looking good. It's not looking yeah, good. Um, not. One more injury to talk about because we got Carl Jones in the yeah, back. Yeah, I decided to hold up Carl. No, no, no. He, I mean, true. He, he's going to let me know. If he if he disappears, then he'll be like, no, I'm taking too long, bro. But I apologize, Carl Jones. We'll get to you. Um, Stefan Diggs, man. Yeah. Stephon All right. So, so listen, you know, I beat the drum last week, Rico, and I know you were, I know. You were a little – uh, you were a little, a little hesitant to agree. A little, a little peeved, yes. Because <laughs> I know there's a lot of factors around them. And, and it's hard, you know, oh, yeah, it's just an injury, BS, blah, blah, blah. I get it. And, you know, the drama and his brother and the history of him, I get it. Like, some people are probably thinking he's in the doghouse or something. But, no. So, I I couldn't tell you what the injury was. I didn't, I didn't know. And I thought, like, he had the knee thing, like, a couple years ago that kept him out of camp. It's... No, and then someone, it's, it wasn't me. Someone's like, hey, remember you posted that thing about his back? And I'm like, holy shit, you're right. So he had the, he had the back issue after, I'm going to try to give you the timeline of events. After the Cincinnati game, he hit the, he hit the cameraman and he came up awkward. Then, in, then he was limited. Oh, yeah. he, was, he was limited in practice that week. He might even miss the practice. And then it was like a Thursday or Friday, he was doing high, like uh what is that walking stretch? It's just like a hamstring stretch where you walk and you straighten your leg out like a toe touch and yeah. he couldn't get his right leg up. And I'm like, God damn it. He's got, he's got sciatica. It's called, called radiculopathy. It's like nerve pain. It'll go down your hamstring side of your thigh. And I'm like, cause that's the test. You lay in your back and you lift your leg up. And if you can't lift it up as much as the other one, and you know, they called it a back. If they call it a hamstring or a, or a hip, I would have thought something different, but and they call it a back, and then you could say, hey, it's just a contusion or something. But I don't know. I, so th the reason I, I kind of let that go out of my brain is because that week he played like 97% of the snaps. 
And I was like, oh shit, maybe it was just like a little bruise or something. He was just a little banged up. But then, but maybe he came back too quick. It was vulnerable and now it's starting to degenerate. So like say, again, I don't want to like say what it is and then it not, you know, you know what I'm saying here, but this it. is, but this is how I'm reading it through the, the tea leaves here. Speculation. He, Speculation. He, yeah, speculation. He's got a disc issue, all right? Like a maybe like, like a minor herniated disc, a bulging disc. It puts right. a little pressure on the nerve. It shoots a signal down the leg. It hurts to lift the leg up like that. So you'll feel it when you're doing like max sprint, when you're stretching your leg out in front of you and you're kind of a little hunched over. So basically like flexing positions will bother it. Um, you could do treatment, anti-inflammatory, stuff like that. Spencer Brown got over it, but then, you know, he had to get surgery too. Um so they're not all the same. They come in different shapes and sizes. Some people recover quick. Some people don't. Some people, it feels okay after you go on a prednisone pack, which is like a, a steroid pack, not anabolic steroids, but corticosteroids, the ones that kind of decrease inflammation. You feel great, right. goes out, balls out, but he, he, he makes it worse. A couple of weeks goes by, that juice starts to leak a little bit on the nerve and it's getting worse. So now he's realizing, hey, when I'm playing, like, Every time I kind of stretch it out, I get the numbness is going into my leg again. And it's so he's got to keep coming off the field and he does some stretches on the sideline. It feels better. It comes back and he goes back out. Now, is it because he's 30 and he's over the hill? No. no. Is, it, is it probably happening because he's getting older? Maybe anybody can blow out a disc. Anyone past 20 can do it. But obviously this, this stuff happens later in life. But I don't think this is like, hey, he got he hit a wall midseason and he's just old now. I think he had an injury, which this kind of stuff can happen later in the right. career, but it can happen anywhere. Again, yep. I, I don't want to just say I'm not saying he's old, um, but it might be a real thing. So the alarming part is it's it's going it seems like it's getting worse. Right. His snap counts are going lower, lower. I gave him a break on the Cowboys game, I figured it would have been like around another 60 game, but because but of score effects, they, they only threw him out there for 47. And then he came out must win situation against New England. And he can't stay on the field more than 60%. So uh, yeah, I think there's definitely an injury. Now, if, you, if you're really on the beat here, McDermott said, it's nothing big, okay? So yeah. The, I hate he, they're not really disclosing anything. It's well, no, he said enough though. He said enough, in my opinion. He said it's okay. nothing big. That means it's something. All uh -huh. right. And they don't want to put it on there. And he's managing it right now. And he might have to get taken care of in the offseason. Hate to see him have to get a disectomy in the offseason. But it might just be something you just need to not be playing football for a month. You understand? And they they just don't have that luxury right now. So time will time will tell. I'm, I'm not confident that he's going to just bounce back this week, guys. I, I mean, I, sorry to be a a sourpuss here, but, um, but he might, but he might, you don't understand. So give him another freaking corticosteroid pack for the playoffs. That's what I told someone. I was like, make him feel good. And then, and then get through it. It's what, you know, there's, there's injections, by the way. I mean, yeah. you could do epidural, um, you know, that's more of a drastic measure, but uh, it's possible. I mean, you know, these, what these guys can do to, to get back in the game. So um, all I know is something, something's up. Something's up. I think it is what I'm saying. It would make it would make sense here. So, um, oh, it is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. I mean, listen, we'll we'll. Uh, I I would love to keep you longer to talk about this because uh, I I'm. That's enough. That's that's enough said. <laughs> that's enough said. We'll see, man. We'll see, man. But uh, uh, one last thing before you get out of here, man. Uh, this upcoming game against the Dolphins. Up for the division, yeah. number two. We seed. got this. We got yeah. this. 
We got this. We got That's it. All to hear from the thigh dog. The thigh dog had to come out there and say it. So listen, he ain't a gimmick. I gotta come up with something, man. He ain't a gimmick. He the real thing. I don't know. That didn't make no sense, but we gotta. I'm out. Him. I'm out here to spread the thighs. <laughs> you're such a fool, man. Anyway, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, my guy, the thigh dog. By the way, I got to tell you this. Uh, I had you on Instagram Live the other the last week, and yeah. Instagram Live flat. They they actually banned my uh the video because they thought that I was do uh putting explicit stuff on my on my on my. Why channel. don't? Why is it always happening? You know it is your stupid picture. It doesn't look like a thigh. It looks like something else. So then they. Oh. they they actually cancel my shit. Yo, this guy's putting up pornography and stuff. Take that thing out. Little did they know if they, they kind of zoom in. It's a freaking thigh, not what you think it is. So I knew, you, I knew everything was too sexy. <laughs> you a fool, man. Anyway, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, that's my, my guy, the thigh doc. Uh, keep spreading them thighs. Keep spreading the uh, the information on, on his meds. And uh, we're going to get through this, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, my guy, the thigh doc. We'll talk to you soon, brother. I plan on talking to you next week. Yes, we definitely will get to this, man. We'll get yeah, to it. That means we're going to Yes, right. sir. Take, take it easy. Yes, sir. That's my guy, the thigh doc. Uh, you guys already know what it is, man. That's my dude. And uh, a lot of information. A lot of information. I didn't really want to want to hear that about Josh, but I mean, Josh is a tough ass son of a beat, man. So uh, it's just he's just gonna fight through it. He's just gonna fight through it. So um, I I kept my guy waiting way too long. I apologize. Uh, give me give me the uh, give me the flex when you're ready ready to ready to go. And uh, without further ado, let's get into it, my guy. Kyle Jones, what up? What's up, what's up? Happy New Year, my man. Happy New Year. New Year to you. Did you bring it in or did you fall asleep before midnight? What was it? No, nah, I ain't that washed up. I, I ain't that washed up. No, nah, I, <laughs> nah, I had a little fun. Nothing crazy. Though. Nothing he crazy. said I ain't that washed up. Bro, by 1030, I was like, oh, shoot, what time is this, man? I guess I'm washed. I ain't washed the hell up because I was tired as hell. But these kids, got you. they got you warmed up. They got me warmed up, man. Warned out. We're gonna play Uno. No, get out of here with that, man. But, uh, <laughs> what's up, bro? What's happening, man? All good, all good, man. Good holidays. Got to be able to speak with the fam a lot. Uh, that's always good. And then I'm a big college football guy, so the bowl season is always fun for me. Uh, so it, it's, it's been a lot of fun, man. I can't lie. Listen, Pen is it Penix? Michael Penix. Penix, yeah. Michael Penix. That dude is the real deal. Lefty. Well, not going to play. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one, man. What is it gonna be, Michigan? Because I don't follow college ball too much, but uh, yeah. I saw what that brother was able to do all year, and uh, yeah. he's been that dude. So now they're gonna start. You know how the way draft talk. He's he's not he's a late first rounder. Then all of a sudden he's gonna be a top five pick, and then might, he might be number one. Maybe he's the one that goes to the Bears, and then they ship off Justin Fields somewhere. Who knows, man? Who knows? But Mr. Carl Jones, what's happening? What's good? I'm I'm glad that you made it back here. Uh, there's several things to talk about. And the one thing that I want to talk into right off the rip is, is a Stefan Diggs. And I talked about the injury side of it with, with my guy, the thigh doc. So injury side, injury part of it aside, if it's not injury, what is with the production? I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but yet again, he's sitting here with four receptions, less than 50 yards. You know what I'm saying? Less than 10 targets, no touchdowns. Like, What's up with Diggs, man? What's up? I know nobody's got answers. Yeah, I think quite frankly, the answers lie within that building, to be quite frank with you. Uh, I think that for one, um, there were a couple of progressions that I watched really in the fourth quarter where he was the first read, but the Patriots took it away. Um, there was a slant route that I saw that the Patriots jumped on right away. That so it wasn't like Josh was like, Oh, like I'm not trying to hit 14 at all. 
Um, so once again, and I hate to cop out, it's really a combination of a, of a bunch of stuff. I'm sure yeah, I'm, I'm like, and I do want to preface this. I'm not a doctor, never claimed to be, but just because someone's not on an injury report doesn't mean they're hurt. I got boys in the league right now that get treatment every day, but they don't aren't the, aren't on the injury report. So like, I think that is, that is one thing that I know a lot of people have been saying, like, if he, he's not on the injury report, that is not, I don't know the threshold, but I promise you that has nothing to do with it. Um, I mean, that's not the, uh, the end all be all. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird scenario. And I, I mean, situation that I think only the people in that building can answer because one never claimed to be an offensive coordinator. So I won't try now, but it's just a whole bunch of stuff that just doesn't look right. And then they're going to need that, that duo to get back clicking before um, the season ends for sure. You're right. That duo needs to get clicking. Cause right now they're not, they're not clicking, man. Like, you know, when, when my, when my kids, they, they try to learn how to snap it and never, you, you can't really get that sound right now. So they were, they were snapping before. You could hear it right now. So it's like my son, he's trying to snap, but you can't hear nothing. And that's what these, 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 the connection between Josh and Diggs, it just hasn't been connecting. And a lot of it has to do with Josh's maybe shoulder injury, you know what I'm saying, that we've been hearing about, and maybe it's worse than really is. So that plays a part. So this does this lie on Joe Brady? Knowing that potentially Diggs is, is, is dealing with an ailment, minor ailment that you know, gives him discomfort, Josh Allen dealing with a potential shoulder injury that's giving him discomfort. An offensive coordinator has to try to manage, okay, so what kind of plays can I call for these two that are banged up a little bit? Or is it just one of those things where if if Diggs ain't connecting with Josh, then somebody else has to step up. Trent Sherfield, where are you at, my dude? He's This brother, I, there was something that my, my boy sent me. His his target to completion is, is one of those things where like, yo, we brought this guy on the squad for what reason again? And I know he's not a scrub, but my goodness, we we can't get nothing out of Trent Sherfield. We can't get nothing out of Deontay Hardy. So somebody has to step up. And Khalil Shakir seems to be the guy that wants to step his game up alongside Dalton Kincaid. But man, we need everybody on deck. But this Diggs connection with Josh Allen is just is not working. And you said something last week that that you know, I mean, it's starting to to really play out. We're facing some good corners that are in the books. They're watching film. They know what we like to do. They're paying attention to what Joe Brady likes to do, and they're jumping it. And as a receiver, I'm not saying he's dogging it, but he might be like, yo, they're taking the, they're taking the right away from me. Like, once, once I do one thing and, and they're on it, you're not looking my way, so here I am. I don't know. It's so tough. It's disappointing because I want such success for Josh Allen, such success for Diggs, and it's just not happening. Like watching five reception, 29 yards, four reception, 50 yards. Like, this is weird. This is weird. I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm running out of answers, brother. And we're going up against a big time, big time player in Jalen Ramsey next week. How are we going to take these damn Dolphins, man? If these boys are not, or they're banged up. Talk to me, man. Give yeah. Me I think the Jalen Ramsey conversation is unique because usually Vic Fangio style defenses, in particular, Vic Fangio himself, who's the Dolphins defensive coordinator for those listening right now the cornerback one doesn't travel like i know that uh, when they played dallas last week cd lamb did not really go up against uh jayla ramsey all too often if rarely and i know jayla ramsey was public in the media about the fact that that wasn't um, his assignment so don't know now granted they do lose Xavier howard and then cater kohu who met up with the uh who met up with dicks in week four or five whenever they met yeah it was a, it was a tough day for that boy up against 14. So I maybe things change for the week 18 matchup and the defensive coordinator will try to 
um, let his player get what he wants, Ramsey in that case. But to this point, nothing's shown on film that Ramsey would follow Diggs. It's just not something that that defensive coordinator chooses to do. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a weird, weird dynamic that you never really see between two elite from a quarterback and then also receiver duo where they just – you know, once is a happening, twice is like, all right, whatever. But then, like, for this long, this long stretch of a period, it's like, okay, hold on. Like, something's going on here. And um, not in that building. And that's one of those things where it's like maybe some offensive coordinator in the YouTube space knows his offense. Joe Brady saw yeah. offense better than I, I do. But it, point blank period is, is often is weird. So I'm talking to my man, and uh, he was, he was, he was re watching the game, and he's, Clicking and stopping, clicking and stopping. You know I me mean, how we do. If we don't have the, you mean the actual all twenty-two, you got to click and stop and see what's going on. And he mentioned something. That's my man Pierre, by the way. Pierre mentioned something, and he says, "Yo, Brady is becoming predictable. He's becoming predictable, and with predictability, defenses they're gonna pounce on you. So it's making your job harder for you to not now not become predictable. And then now your your offense is out of whack. I'm not saying the offense is out of whack per se, but if you're if you're predictable, it's a problem. So one thing that he noticed is like, we'll run on first down. And if we get over five yards, he's running again. And if he gets what three or four yards, he gets his third and short. Guess what? Now it's pass. So it's run, run, pass, or it's it's and it's predictable every single time. And when he noticed it, guess who's off the field when we're running the football? Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs leaves the field. Chances are we're running the football. Now, it makes sense. You want to get your run packages in there and all that good stuff. But you become too predictable. You're running the rock. So, like you said, the film gurus will be able to figure that out. But I hope we're not becoming too predictable. And what I've been seeing out is, is the honeymoon over? The honeymoon stage is what they're calling it. Is it over? Uh, I personally don't think it's over. I think it's a game to you know You know what the game is. Game to game, you know what I'm saying? Scheme to scheme, everything is different because you're facing different opponents. And I was a little harsh on the Bills last week on the post-game show because I was pissed off. I was like, yo, what kind of BS is that? But I got to understand that Bill Belichick is nothing to play with. He is nothing to play with. That boy is going to have these guys ready to go, and we're not going to face a Bill Belichick defense every week, especially that one that knows us extremely well, that knows Josh Allen extremely well. So, Maybe there's a bit of light at the end of it, but Vic Fangio ain't no scrub either. But we also did put 48 points on them boys, and they just got 56 point hung on them the other day. So who the heck knows? But something to pay attention to with how my man calls play. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But I do want to talk about great things. And the one stand that stands out to me is Rasul freaking Douglas. My goodness, man. Where this brother's nice. He's tough, man. He's a, he's a really darn good player. I told you that when they acquired him, that is the, like the number one thing that sticks out when you watch him. You mean you got to watch him? Just look at the statistics on the box scores. That he's a ball hawk, instinctual. Um, had just has a real good feel for the game, right? And every room that I've ever been in at the collegiate level, high school, when you're around like those guys, right? There's no coaching. There's no like. Hey, I want you to be like this. You either have that or you don't. Like, like you're, you're just born with that innate trait to just go above and beyond in that in that way. And then I think what's really cool is that he said post game that the Bills kind of have enabled him to embrace that type of personality and embrace that type of uh, play style because there are many coaches who I'm sure in the past and it's probably why his career took a, a little bit 
um, to get going is that they're trying to neuter that a little bit, right? They're not trying to, uh, they don't, they're kind of fearful of that uh, risk reward style of play. Cause I know I've seen it myself in the meeting room where coaches like, all right, cool. You do that if you want, but if he, me on this bench so for sure so it's i'm happy that the bills have embraced him to um to allow him to play in that way because when it looked good it looked good i mean you get a pick six you caught you get another pick and then you cause another interception on the ed oliver freakish play so um a phenomenal game one of his best game one of his best games i imagine ever from nfl collegiate down to when he was a little kid in high school but um the phenomenal game man and definitely the mvp for sure i'll tell you man and he's like since he's been on the squad, he's been on the squad for two months now, and he leads the league in turnovers, like in fumble recoveries, interceptions. Buddy, like, this is what we've been waiting for for a long time, an instinctual corner that just know, gets a feel of the game and, and is not fearful because that interception that he had when he jumped that, uh, it was like a three-by-one, and he jumped that slant. If that's a sluggo, you're done. <laughs> but like, I'll, but I'll, I'll give him credit for this, though, so... That concept is very, uh, very, very um, popular. Okay. Matter of fact, Packers and Devontae Adams used to run that like probably every other play. So like what they do is you have three receipt, three, four eligibles on one side of the ball. Yep. And then you'll try to do verticals or whatever screen over there. Um, but then on the back side, it's usually something quick, slant glance. Like this is something, it's a, it's a college concept. I've seen it 10,000 times. And then the Packers, Matt LaFleur brought it to the NFL and literally Douglas knew because he didn't move. He didn't back up. No. As soon as he saw the motion go and make it a four by one formation, he sat on it and was like, I am waiting. I am waiting. Thank you. And so that goes to show you bringing the film study onto the field. Cause there's a bunch of players, myself included. You see something on the on film like, okay, like sound good. It's hard to implement it when you're actually out there between them lines. So that's one example of that. And he said it, man. He said, yo, coach JB said, yo, they're going to give you that look. And once they give you that look, man, it's coming your way. You better jump that bitch. And he certainly did. And they said, oh, Coach McDermott said that? He's like, nah, JB. I was like, I kind of like that when he said this. He said, JB, man. JB's the one that did that. But so, little, so shout out to coaching staff that's got these boys prepared and ready to go. So, uh, now, I'm not going to let you cop out and use that as your good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, what would you like to use as your good for this game? This All right. I'm going to give you um, – I'm still on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to give you – Sean McDermott and how he's kind of embraced over the past four weeks or so, maybe even five. I can't think of the top of my head. I don't have the list in front of me. This, um, I don't have no great term for it because I can't remember what our coach used to call this stuff, but it's kind of gash or be gashed, right? Where it's like, you know what? We're, we're going to put pressure on you. We're going to send a house at times. We're going to give you these exotic blitzes because when it hits, it hits. Now, if it doesn't, then you know what? You got us on that play, right? Um, and you saw a lot of it last week against the Chargers where I think damn near every other play Easton stick has somebody in his face. Right. Um, and then this week created a bunch of negative plays, especially in particular on first and second down. So he's not just doing this on obvious third down situations to, you know, get someone off the field. It's in those run situations. Cause also you got to think about it. You got Tar uh, Terrell Bernard, who's a smaller linebacker, right? So he's not going to be the best of shedding blocks and playing in the box. So one way to kind of neutralize that a little bit, how about you just go attack every single play because you're, yeah. you're, you're a speedier guy. You're a faster guy. You being in the box is probably not your playing to your strength. So let's let's help you out a little bit and have you going forward a bunch. So just uh, stuff like that, where I think Sean McDermott deserves a lot of credit. Like, of course, playing that style, you're going to get burnt. And it mm -hmm. looks really, really good 
um, when you go up against inferior opponents. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I would just, based off the personnel that they have, I think that going forward, it'll be very telling if they can do this against an offense that is compensate so i would love to see them do it against miami as well because i don't care how many good guys you have on the perimeter it is more about what i do as opposed to what you're doing i love it I, i'm i'm big on that and uh, i'm gonna stick on the defense side of the ball because i mean actually you know what i'm not gonna stick on the defensive side of the ball i'm gonna go to special team because i gotta show love to sam martin sam martin was integral in in and i'm not even just capping i'm not trying to you know i mean Show, but I'm not trying to go against the grain here. No, he was integral in our win. Six punts, and all six of his punts were inside the 20. And when I'm talking about they, those things bounced and stood up in the air, and guys were able to run it and sit there. And you got this team starting inside the 20 every single time. Now you now have to drive the football 80 plus yards. Unfreaking believable. Love what Sam Martin was able to do. He makes you forget about the you know what I mean having Manariza being put out to pasture because, you know what I mean, they, they say, yo, you ain't, you ain't come back because there's too much noise and too much stuff going on right now. So we're going to bring in Sam Martin. And Sam Martin has been amazing. Now, I got to get on Sam Martin's ass, though. Actually, that was Tyler Bass, actually. Tyler Bass, and we're going to stick on special teams. Tyler Bass, you got you to gotta make a better effort on trying to tackle, my brother. I, you got to – you that man run right by you, and you just gave him a little shoulder check. That can't happen, my G. But I also heard that when he was on chase, he was at 20 point five miles an hour so my boy can roll tyler bass got wheels but i'd like a little bit of muscle man use your all your pat mcafee skills man you mean put a shoulder in that brother and let him go down or something like that but nonetheless loved what sam martin was able to do he absolutely helped us win this game by pinning these guys back and just having them go up against our defense has been that was crushing at that game four turnovers all that good stuff so shout out to the punter though that's the first time i've ever given a love to the punter ever so shout out to the punter. They did their thing uh, because that very same Sam Martin, I was trashing his ass because uh, he let uh, Tayshawn Gibson, was it Gibson? I forgot to take Gibson take a punt return and he tried to slap the ball out of his hand instead of trying to attack him like a man. Uh, anyway, so you've redeemed yourself, Mr. Martin. You've redeemed yourself. And shout out to my guy, Sam Martin, on six punts inside the 20. That's my guy right there. So salute to him. Um, do you have any more good that you wanted to touch on? Uh, I mean, Rasul was great. Obviously, Benford had the good uh just teach tape uh force fumble that was that was beautiful uh yeah that, that, that that's i think the sam martin thing i think kind of like, like puts the icing on the cake for sure i like it i like it well, well listen we we gotta it's gonna get tough now it's gonna get tough now uh I right, let me let me let me take this one right, let's be real man the minute the game started bill belichick was like i do not respect that old line of yours 
So we are going to bully them. And that they did. The Bills O-line got bullied in the trenches. They got pushed around. They made Josh very uncomfortable to the point where Josh had, what, a 50% completion percentage this game? And a lot of that was because he was not able to sit in the pocket and deliver. And if he did, he was there was something in his face, and he was inaccurate. He was all over the place. He could not settle. The O-line was not good. They were bad that game. And this is crazy because the game before that, they were solid. I was praising how good the O-line was playing. They were just kind of, you mean, pushing the pocket and doing that. And the game before that against the Dallas Cowboys, we were mashing up the Dallas Cowboys. And then you have this game that happens. You're like, fam, we got to be better. The interior line, Mitch Morse was kind of getting eaten up a little bit. Uh, Osiris Torrance has some, some, some challenges along the way. McDer- I mean, listen, man, this O-line is, is good. Don't get me wrong. They've been solid all year. But this in particular game, they, they had these boys on, on skates. They were pushing these boys back. And it made things uncomfortable for Josh Allen. And Josh Allen was having to kind of move around and get out of the pocket and just get off his mark. So to me, the O-line, they could have been better. They weren't very good. I got to give the, the award to the bad for O-line play. What's yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, if 17 is not playing well, then we got to – that's the – make sure that he's playing well, right? Um, for me, staying on the offensive side of the ball, I think Trent Sherfield wasn't mm. uh, wasn't really effective mm. um, on Sunday. A couple drops, um, off, wasn't on the same page with uh, Josh Allen a few times. But the one play that stood out to me when I watched it back, because once again, when I watch these games, I, even when the Bills are on offense, I've always looked at everything through the lens of a defensive back. And that's just how I just watch the game. And um, the interception that Josh Allen threw, take you back to that, uh, that sequence a little bit. The play before, I think Stephon Diggs caught a screen pass, went like 15 yards, but it got called back. And then he comes out the game. Yes. When he comes out the game, Trent Sherfield is the only receiver on the field. And they the, with the on the on the interception that they threw the Bills run a concept called peel, which is a post from the outside receiver, okay. and then a wheel route from the near side tight end. So if you can stay with me here a little bit, I'm with you. What it, what happens there is that it puts the cornerback in conflict, and as a cornerback, if I feel a post and the receiver in front of me can run or he's good, I'm gonna respect the post time and time again, and I'm just gonna stay on top of it, right? For sure. Alex Austin, former Bill, obviously, didn't really respect the whatever of Trent Sherfield, so he comes off the post and makes a phenomenal play on the interception. Now, once again, I'm not in their meeting room, the uh, Bill's meeting room, so I don't know the exact read on Josh, but I do know nine times out of ten you read that cornerback to see who, um, where he goes. And when he let it go, Alex Austin was on the post, but that's a phenomenal play by the cornerback. So I think if a different – receiver is in front of him you feel that a little bit more you get on your pedal a little bit you scoot up and now um you don't make that play over Kincaid so regardless um just that's not Sherfield's fault it's not like he can run four three or be a great receiver overnight in between plays but regardless um they weren't on the same page at all with Josh during that game see that's that's twice now there's been an interception kind of like that right Mm -hmm. last game same thing I'm the deep, the, obviously, the corner made a great play and, and hopped in front of Diggs. I think it was Diggs. The attempt was for Diggs. And then this one, he, he moves off to safety and, excuse me, moves off his mark and goes and, and takes the undercut and takes that interception. Did Josh not hold him long enough with his eyes? Did he rush it? Was there too much pressure in his face where he had to let it go a little too soon? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of unique because, like, 
Now, to be fair, there is a landmark when you're as a cornerback. Like, once the post hits a certain spot, I'm supposed to fall off of it. But if the receiver – like, if that's Tyreek Hill in front of you, let's be real. Like, how many dudes is falling off of post with Tyreek Hill? Or, like, any good receiver. Like, you're going to panic and be like, oh, my gosh, I got somebody good in front of me. Absolutely. So, a lot of that is in that regard. And if Diggs runs that post, I don't know. Yeah, and that's a good way of selling it. Yeah, like, he, did a, he didn't a good, do a good job of selling the post. Because he's a clear. Let's be real. On that play, hey, Keep man, just take – Take two that's people right. out to play so yep. K can beat you upside upside the sideline. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And a seventh round rookie uh get an interception off of uh Josh Allen. And uh if I remember I mean correctly, Alec Austin was uh was someone that was uh previously on this roster. And uh yep. and he made a play up against his team. He said, Man, F y'all, man. Y'all want to, you know what I'm saying? Yo, don't want to retain me. Here we are. Uh and uh, he made a great play. You gotta give it to him. You gotta give it to him. And uh, away we go. So it's it's tough, man. And uh, it makes me go. It makes me wonder when Stefan Diggs is is not at his best. Because let's let's be real, he's not at his best right now. Who else is stepping up? Gabe Davis, supposed to. Right. He's supposed to. And you know, what I'm saying okay, whatever. It's all good. He had a big game last week. This week, non-existent once again. Right. And uh, Shakir, obviously, he's starting to gain a little bit of trust from. From, from Josh Allen, so we'd love to see that. But other than that, that's it. That's it. So it makes you wonder if, uh, I mean, I can't see it happening, but, I mean, Justin Shorter, you know what I'm saying, could could potentially, but I don't see it happening. I think they're just going to keep it the way it is unless they want to get drastic, which I doubt they will. But right now, if Josh, if Josh ain't connecting the way he's supposed to be with Stefan Diggs, it's got to be the Kincaid, excuse me, it's got to be the Kincaid and Kalir show. And, and uh, hopefully we can see Big things happen with those guys. So uh, let's move to the ugly. Uh, I'll let you start. I don't know if you have anything. Because if you do, kudos to you. Uh, I mean, it's a continuation of what I've been saying, just the passing game in totality. Just another week ever since the Eagles game, it just hasn't been clicking, hasn't been up to where it, um, a unit with Josh Allen should be at. Um, they've had one – he's had one game in the past five over 60% completion percentage. So it kind of show you a little bit like they're struggling a little bit in terms of being efficient. Um, now, some of that, once again, Cowboys game, I don't care about that. Like they kicked them in the teeth. Who cares? Right. But like figure this thing out, um, especially against units that you feel as if that you should be able to move the ball up and down the field against, um, especially Bill Belichick is, is obviously he, he's the goat. Right. But you would still want to. Hey, like Christian Gonzalez isn't out there. Like their star cornerback isn't out there. Right. And in you would hope that you're able to, to win those matchups because I promise you in the playoffs, you're going to be playing against much better units, right? So that's the concerning part for me. And and I didn't want to ring the alarm beforehand, but at this point, like, hey, this is – this is it's been – November was the last time they actually looked good on the passing game outside of things. So, like, they got to – So they got to figure this thing out. They, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm with you on that, and uh, I'm going to touch a few more things. I mean, these drop passes are getting out of hand. These drop passes getting out of hand. This is where we need. We, we are week seventeen. Sorry, we're going. We're going into week eighteen. These these mistakes and these challenges that we were facing now, we should have been done with that. We should be a well oiled machine going into making a push for these playoffs. Man, drop passes, running the wrong routes, uh, O line. You know, I mean, missing their, missing their blocks. Bless you. Uh, there's a whole lot of things that are that are playing into how and why we're, we're we're not playing well right now um and and the crazy thing is we're winning this is the crazy thing we've won four out of five and i'm sitting here well we're not playing well and i and, we, and it sounds like we're we're a losing team 
But if we're trying to really make this push, we we really have to clean our act up, and uh, and that's what's happening right now. For so for me, the ugly, it's it, it's it goes into the performance from the from the offense and this whole the win. The win was an ugly win. Let me just put it that way. I'll just put it this way because if you can force the quarterback into four turnovers, one of them being a pick six, and you only win by six. That is problematic to me. That's that's big problems. You the defense gave you the ball four times, and yet we let these teams hang around, and that's my big problem. Quit letting teams hang around because when one of them has a competent enough quarterback, he's going to bite us in the butt, and now we're going to sit here and go, "Well, the defense let us down again." The offense has to capitalize on what the defense is giving y'all, man. And on top of that, we gave y'all six points. Rasul Douglas was like, "You know what?" Let me get in on some of this action. Let me get six on the board. So really and truly, fam, we probably would have lost this game if not for the for the performance of this defense. So offense needs to get it together. That that performance, offensive performance was nasty. That's ugly. I mean, maybe I should add another another category to this and call this nasty because that's what it is. That's nasty, man. You can't win a game 27-21 and you have four turnovers. You sack the quarterback three times and yet you only win by six points and it took the heroics of Josh Allen to get that first that first down off a third and long to get going because who knows if you gave him the ball back what would have happened fam that's not the recipe to win a Super Bowl we've got to be better and to me that win was ugly and it's craziness because that win is the same one that's got us in position to win the number two seed how crazy is that is it's nutty to me so that being said we got away we got away from that so Let's talk about this two seed, man. These playoffs, bro. How in the same breath can we say win this game and you got the two seed and you're playing at home, lose this game, you're potentially out of the playoffs completely and you're hoping and wishing for things to happen. And the hope and wish is for the Ravens to take down the Steelers that have no business even playing any starters. That's for one. And the next game is the Titans and Jaguars for AFC battle. I, I mean, who knows how that goes? I mean, it's probably f- the, the Jags are probably favored. And if those th- if those two things don't work out, we're done. My question to you, sir, would this is that an epic fail if we don't get this game and we don't win this game? And you see that we're sitting here going to Honolulu and watching the playoffs from home. Like how how big of a failure would that be? And, yeah, go ahead a catastrophic failure there's no like silver lining to not making the playoffs there's no we had this go wrong we had injuries we had this couple bounces unlucky whatever like you look around the nfl and half of the t- like you can give me i'm gonna tangent on how they overprotect quarterbacks but like no no like half of the league doesn't have their quarterback right now that's first and foremost you have yours your offense has been healthy the majority of the year outside of dawson knox missing uh, four games, I believe, or something of that regard. There, like the defense has gone through his, through his bumps and bruises. I get that wholeheartedly, but they've got their act together over this past five, six game stretch. And you have seventeen. You have one of the best quarterbacks uh, walking the planet, and you don't make the playoffs. That never had like prime quarterbacks don't miss like elite level quarterbacks don't miss the playoffs. Like, I know Drew Brees did it a few times with Sean Payton in the NFC, but then also those were failures too. So like. So there, there's no like on the bright side if this happens. Now, granted, I, I don't think it will, but like if, if we did come to that road and you expect me what I'm going to say on Tuesday, I'm going to say yes, it's a failure in capital letters, bolded, however you want to uh, describe it, because 
there's no way that you could look on the bright side of that situation. What are the chances that we see Von Miller in, in a Bills uniform uh, the rest of the playoffs? I'm not talking about next year, but the rest of the playoffs. Do you think that does he remain inactive the rest of the playoffs? Man, that's a that's a good one because I mean Kingsley had a couple plays in there where he made his name. He, he, Got in, the, you know, had the announcers talking about him a little bit. Um, that's a that's a tough one, man. I, I mean, if I had to guess, I would lean on the side of him being Yvonne uh, getting activated at some point, whether it's this week or round one of the playoffs if they make it there. Um, but that that's a great question that I quite frankly don't have the answer to um, because I we don't know the, the, how that conversation went to sit him down in the first place, right? Sure. Like, was it like, hey, Von, you need some more rest? It was like, hey, Von, you just not producing, like. I don't know like how that conversation went down, but that was I think we'll all be waiting Sunday, I guess Sunday around like seven o'clock to see six thirty to see if he's gonna get activated or not. Cause that is a fascinating question. That I mean, because I'm I'm sitting here thinking I'm like the defense didn't miss a beat. They didn't miss a beat. And AJ Epinesa looked charged up. You know I'm saying Puno Ford looked charged up. I mean, we got some guys on the on the field looking charged up. Uh Shaq Lawson had some great moments in that game. Like, fam, like I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I guess I'm in the, I'm in the boat where I'm like, yo, just sit down, bro. You're going to have to sit down unless there's an injury that happens. We'll bring you on and uh, you can coach from the sideline. Cause I know you want to be a GM. So you're going to have to take that GM hat off and put coach hat on and you have to coach these boys up from the sideline. Cause right now production isn't, it's just not looking, it's not looking good. So you got to sit and you hurt us when you're on the field. I mean, I've been saying it before and my brother likes to take the scenic route. Rather than you know, I me mean, get to the quarterback. I mean, you take it all the way around and trying to get to the quarterback. Ain't nobody back there, bro. Ain't nobody back there. So that's the way I, I look at it. But to me, it makes sense. Just sit, sit out because these boys are hungry. They're young. They're they're active and they're healthy. So let the healthy guys get on the field and get going. So uh, that's the way I look at it when it comes to the Von Miller situation. Um, but that being said, last question for me when it comes to this, McDermott has really turned things around. And I've seen some questions have come come about, and this question goes to the chat as well. Does McDermott return next year? Does did he did he earn his way to keep his job and 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 return next year if the Bills don't find a way to make to make do against the Miami Dolphins? Uh, I would say yes, um, based off I guess this past six. Uh, don't the exact. Uh, stretch but five six game stretch or whatever since the bye week where things have um trended in the right direction to a certain extent especially defensively um so i would say i don't not on the hot seat for me obviously going into next year um you 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 know going into next year you're probably like all right you're on the hot seat like all right we need we need to see this and that happen but i i don't i, I think i think there is a foundation there that's set um Got to find an offensive coordinator, whether you retain Joe Brady or go find another mind out there somewhere out there in a the coaching space. But I think he's done enough. I think he has a good foundation. The players love him. And I do think, like, the players love him thing is kind of overrated to a certain extent um, because players come and go all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> but I do think the the, the players love him. Um, and then that the building, from all accounts, um, they're okay with him being the leader of the Buffalo Bills. So I, from my perspective, I don't have any reason why I would want to see him go. And, and and this is the follow question to that because and I'm setting you up for this one. So McDermott returns. What about Joe Brady? Don't try to dodge me. Don't try to dodge me now. No, I'm about- bobbing and weaving. What's up? What's up? <laughs> so Joe Brady 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen a good sample size of what Joe Brady is able to bring to this offense, and we've seen some really good things. The one thing that stands out is he's not afraid to give the football to James Cook. He's not afraid to let the running backs get involved in the game plan. Um, but then there comes neglect. And I have, I have a theory, um, and I, I've been thinking about it, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to push this theory on you and on how I – and why I feel like there's been some so – it feels like we're struggling offensively. Um, and, and here it is, man, because, and, and this has everything to do with what we, what we're getting from Josh Allen, what we're getting from Stefan Diggs and chat. Let me know how you guys feel about this. If I'm a little off, I'm okay. I just, you know, sometimes when you have thoughts in your head, you just got to put it out there. And this is what has been weighing on me. Right. So I'm, I'm watching this offense. I'm watching Joe Brady. I'm watching, uh, Josh Allen and the teams we've played and how we've been playing them. And the big difference is we've incorporated the run game. Right. And. If you look prior to, they're talking about, well, from games one to nine, Stefan Diggs is going to be averaging over 100 yards and, and eight receptions, and he's got nine touchdowns or four, four, whatever, how many touchdowns he's got, and he was killing the game. But as soon as Joe Brady came through, things have taken a dip. Well, there's a reason things have taken a dip, because now we're running the football more. So if we're running the football more, there's less balls going up in the air. There's less footballs, you mean, travel in the air. So there's more on the ground. So that being said, there's going to be obviously less targets going to Josh, excuse me, to Stefan Diggs and so on and so forth. With the less targets, less volume in the air, that forces Josh Allen to be more efficient. So I'm not passing the ball as often. I'm not completing as many. So now I've got to be more efficient. And that's, I think this is where the struggle happens because I'm not throwing the ball enough. I'm not getting into a rhythm in the air as much. You're not going to get the football as much, man. And, and we're running the football and we're winning. That's the big thing right now. So to me, they're, it's like Josh has to be more efficient with less passes, and if he's going to be passing less, then he better be he better be on point and accurate and making these things happen. Like you said, the last four games, what is he hasn't passed over sixty yards, sixty percent completion percentage? Yeah, one out of his last five. One out of his last five. So to me, you're not as efficient, Josh Allen. So guess what? You're not going to be able to get the ball to these guys because you're inaccurate. Now, whether it's an injury issue, whether he's not getting the volume to throw the football, who knows? But it has a lot to do with it. And this is the crazy part. A lot of folks are saying, we need to run the football more. We need to run the football more. We are doing that. But now we're not as efficient in the air. So now this is the true balance, right? It's 50-50. This is where Joe Brady has to find the right remedy. And right now, I don't think, I think he's teetering with the remedy. He's like Stefan Urkel. When Urkel's trying to become Stefan, he's, he's, he's trying to put all the portions together. And uh, you might be you might be a little young for that. I don't know. No, nah, man, I watch Family Matters. No, I watch Family Matters, man. <laughs> so he's trying to find the right remedy to kind of find find the balance where I can run the football and I can be efficient on passing the football. But right now, we're 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 still tinkering. It feels like we're still tinkering. But the one thing that I do appreciate for Joe Brady is that he's not shying away from running the football because. Ken Dorsey would have said, abandon ship, we throw in the football, F it. It's going to be screenplays, and that's what we're doing. Joe Brady is still running the football. He's still a little bit of uh, – uh, his play calling still needs to improve a little bit because right now there's some plays where are like, nah, you're running a screen right there, bro? Okay. All right, another screen? Okay, I don't like that one. So I need to see some, but maybe is it Josh Allen's inability to push the ball downfield so he's got to taper down what he wants to do? There's so much that we don't know. But what the film tells us is what we see. And there's, there's, it seems to be some, there seems to be some struggle with the ball going downfield. But anyway, that's just my thought, the way my brain has been working on trying to figure this thing out because we have a big opponent against the Miami Dolphins, and they took some big-time injuries. 
So we can take full advantage. But how crazy is it that they lose Phillips? They lose Bradley Chubb. They have they lose Xavier Howard. He's week to week. So he chances are he doesn't play. You got a banged up Tua and you got a banged up Tyreek Hill. I mean, doesn't it doesn't it scream the Bills should win this game? Yeah. Yeah, you know how I feel about that next man up stuff. Like at some point you ran out of men to step up. Um, <laughs> but I mean, uh, start, like uh stepping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh Jalen Waddle is obviously banged up as well. Who knows if he'll be able to give it a go. Uh, Raheem Mostert, I believe, is banged up. If I don't think he played last week either. Um, so, so I mean, Jerome Baker. No Waddle. Um, yeah, like uh, Jerome Baker, their middle linebacker. Uh, he's been on IR. Don't know if they're going to activate him this week either. And because their backups were getting torched by the Ravens. I mean, th- their linebackers, it was just like their heads were spinning. You can see a little question mark on top of their heads. So um, <laughs> they, they they were banged up and it looked like it against the Ravens. And I mean, that's the Ravens are a great team. And I think for the first time in Lamar's tenure, there are actual like the coaching matches the talent on the field. Because prior to this year, I mean, Lamar's weapons last year were uh, I don't want to be disrespectful here, but they weren't up to NFL standards. And this year, he finally has a, a respectable group around him, combined with the defense that is flying around, and they took it to the Dolphins. You would expect a Bills team that has 17, that has a defense that's ascending at the right time to do similar type things against the Dolphins. Hey, speaking of, is it is a MVP? Wait, you said what about MVP? Is is Lamar Jackson the MVP? Is he locked? Is he, did he lock it up? Hey man, my fan do a kind of hope he got the MVP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he. I think he locked it up with uh, the performance last week. I mean, I saw something about his numbers in prime time against the teams above 500 this year. I think they're seven and one, which is ridiculous. Oh. Like that, like that. He plays best when they're up against the best teams in the NFL. And um, I, I, there's something to be said about prime time performances. It all it sways all of us. Like what Michael, like like you just said, that Washington quarterback last night doing what he did. Big well, time. he's been doing that all year. He just did it in prime time yesterday. So it sways us a little bit more when we see it on that stage. And um, I, I think it's signs still delivered at this point for him. Well, you said that Lamar Jackson, uh, what is he, 7-1 and one against the teams, teams that were 500 team. when they played them, yeah. Something ridiculous like that. Uh, what do you, what are we what are we looking at Lamar Jackson for playoff record? What's he what's he at for playoff record? Uh, I think he only got one win. I, I, I one in three. One. He's yeah, one in three in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Now, granted, I mean there were some games where he got banged up and and so on and so forth. But you're one in three in the playoffs. What you do in the regular season is cute and all. What you got to deliver in the playoffs. And the same thing goes for the Bills too. Oh, what you do in the play in the in the regular season is cute and all. But what are you doing in the playoffs? So that's what really matters at the end of the day. But salute to to Lamar. I mean, I'm a big fan of Lamar and. And he locked it up last week. Yo, he had more touchdown than incompletions. That's insane <laughs> to me. Uh, I think he's locked it up. And uh, and I, th- I think he might get unanimous. It might be unanimous again. Right? It's funny because the unanimous in 2019 was like a historical unanimous. This one might be more of the fact that like the competition kind of didn't step up to that respectable oh. level. But I mean, Absolutely. regardless, l- listen, I told you I played against the, the dude twice and he's always going to have my respect. He's, the, he's that dude, man. I'll tell you, I, I got a funny story because... Uh, I was at a, uh, I was I was at a barbecue, and one of my mans is he does like a, a football academy uh, for young players, and he's got certain players uh, from the NFL that come to his it is uh, to his uh, to his camp. Uh, one of them being uh, on the Bills right now. Uh, but anyway, uh, there was a player I was talking to, and uh, he was like, "Yo, he's like, I know who is gonna be nice because I know you went to high school with some guys, or you knew who was gonna go to the league. Sometimes you just know who's going to the league, and that's what it is." 
Do you know that this guy told me that Young Thug, he's like, Young Thug, if he, yeah, exactly. He said Young Thug, if because I, I guess he grew up in Atlanta, the Atlanta area mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. And he goes, if Young Thug stayed out the all that nonsense, bro, that boy would be a nice quarterback. Because I think Young Thug's like 6'4". No, he's tall. He's really tall. <laughs> so he's like, he could whip that thing all over the place. And if he stayed stayed with it, man, he could have easily went to the into the league. So you tend to know. So Lamar Jackson, this boy's been nice yeah. since day one. So him racking up an MVP, uh, I mean, shoot, I'm not surprised by that whatsoever. Um, but that being said, though, we got to circle it back and then we, we're going to send you, send you, send you one because I don't want to keep it too long tonight. Um, this Miami Dolphins game, man, uh, we should be able to, I mean, we're going to Miami, Sunday Night Flex. What do you need to see? Like, who are your eyes on for this game? Because, you know what I mean? You know what it is, man. It's all eyes on somebody. So are we going to go cliche and say it's all about Josh, man? Josh has got to step <laughs> this thing up. Or are we saying this defense is going to have to bail us out? What's what's the deal? What are you seeing here? What are you feeling? I, I mean, first off, all eyes are on the win. First off, is it comes down to a, a win and end scenario, right? But in terms of going forward and how they will look into the playoffs, I, I think it has to be the thing that's struggled the most over the past uh, month or so is, is Josh in the passing game and the coaching schematics around all that good type of stuff. I, I mean – I don't want to say you got lucky because I don't. All there's too much preparation in this sport to say it's stuff's all luck. Right. But you caught a Chargers team that lost their head coach. You caught a, a Patriots team that's competing for a top five pick in the NFL draft. Which you like? Saying? So like you would like to see like okay guys like let's make sure that like we take care of business against a team who is good. And look, I know they lost Bradley Chubb, they lost Jalen Phillips, but there are still really good players on that team. Jalen Ramsey's going to be in the Hall of Famer. Javon Holland, I believe. He's, he's nice. on a trajectory of coming back. I know he's dealing with the two torn MCL things, but he dudes a freak. I'm sure he'll try to make it back for this game as well. So if they get him back, that's a huge plus for the Dolphins. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you struggled against the Chargers who don't have half of that. So you, I'm not gonna sit up here and say, oh, the Dolphins lost their two edge rushers. They're gonna just walk all over. I'm like, no, you saw a Chargers team that didn't have that and you still struggle with them. So um, I want all my eyes are on that side of the ball, that unit in particular, and how well they're gonna succeed. It's gonna be tough, man, because like you said it. All eyes are on how do we perform against a team that is not at 100, and you know what's you know what's at stake. You got to win to to get in. You have to, and uh, it's it's if we don't. I mean, I don't even want to put that in the air, but if we don't, like that would be an epic disappointment. And uh, there's too, too like you said, there's too much preparation that goes into this to to say things got lucky. But you said it, man. You faced a Chargers team without Justin Herbert, without Keenan Allen. Like, those are the two top dogs. You face the Patriots team that went with Bailey Zapp and their best receiver. I don't even know who. I mean, Edwards. Edwards is no, no joke. He can play. Edwards is their best receiver. Like, I mean, like, Jalen Rager was out there. So, like, there were certain things that happened. But, fam, like, we got to just have a convincing win. And we need a convincing win to show that we are a playoff team. And defensively, we're getting healthier. Offensively, we got a couple things banged up, but we, we're pretty much intact. So we should be able to come in there and handle business. And week 18, this is it. This is it. All eyes are going to be, for me, it's going to be on Josh Allen. All I didn't mean it's cliche, but it's going to be on Josh Allen because Josh Allen, this last game, you toss it out. He, he even said, I was throwing the ball like shit. I was throwing the ball like garbage. So we need you to be on your best to actually make us look like a damn scary team. Because everybody's talking about, ain't nobody want to face the Bills in the playoffs because it's going to be scary. Uh, they haven't looked scary at all in these past few games, but 
they got the win nonetheless. So we will see how this all plays out, man. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. But you know what I am looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the film study because I need to see what you have coming up uh, with you and Thad. I know you guys are doing that. So are you diving into a specific uh, player scheme? Are you on the defensive side of the ball? Are we moving to the offense or are we sticking to defense? Man, come on. Rasul Douglas just had one of them games. What do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, put together a little video with that. I'll probably drop some point tomorrow. That Thad and I are about to uh, chop it up on some on some good film talking both sides of the ball. But yeah, that's that's why that's why I'm come on, man. Like you, you knew that one. Like if 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 one of them DBs back there had one of them no. one of them games, best believe I'm gonna highlight it and let you know exactly what was going on out there. And sure. listen, boy, your boy Christian Bedford, though, man. Christian Bedford, though. Listen, next year is gonna be interesting because now you got Trey White coming back. Rasul Douglas should parlay his way into another contract. I mean, I can't see them not giving that brother a contract. We got Rasul Douglas under contract, Dane Jackson under. I mean, listen, that that's a young DB room that they've developed. And then on top of that, Kyrie Elam. I'm not giving up on Kyrie Elam just yet. So who knows where we can find a spot for Kyrie Elam? But I mean, right now the, the room is getting full right now because Rasul Douglas just pretty much locked himself up on one side. Now the other side is is up for debate because now you got Trey White that's going to return, that's going to be motivated as ever. We'll see what that plays out. You got obviously Kyrie Elam has something to prove. So I don't know how they're going to play this. Is he trade bait? Who the heck knows? Uh, but we shall see. But that DB room is looking nice. But uh, nonetheless, I love the fact that you're going to dive into the film room and look at the defensive side of the ball. And uh, don't neglect the offense, but uh, I get it. You got you to pay attention. I got my notes. I got, I got the notes <laughs> for the offense, too. Best believe it. Best believe you. it. <laughs> I got you. Well, I appreciate you. You know, you know what it is, man. It's always going to be love. And uh, I always love your insight when you come through and you share the nuggets on this team. And um, – Last but not least, man, we're going we're gonna to do this up again next week, and I'm hoping next week we are talking about potentially the week after because we're going into the playoffs because I ain't trying to end this thing just yet. But uh, always love, man. I appreciate you, man, and I'm looking forward to your work. And let people know where to follow you, where to get this stuff, because every week we're going to plug that stuff so they know what's, what's going on and what's happening. Yeah, like on my screen, Jones11 underscore, that's my uh... – I only want to say X, my Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> so weird even saying X, my Twitter account. Uh, that's what a lot of stuff is dropping. And then RochesterFirst.com is where our Let's Talk Ball thing uh, with that and that and I, we, we got going on. RochesterFirst.com. Y'all go ahead and check that out. It's some good content. RochesterFirst.com. Go ahead and check out that stuff, man. And, uh, man, salute to you, man. Have yourself a great night. And uh, don't stay up too late because, uh, listen, man, there's there's going to be some uh, some a lot of college talk I'm sure you guys are going to be talking about. Uh, these next coming weeks man so salute to you man and uh well let's let's catch up tomorrow excuse me next week and let's uh let's talk about hopefully you I mean talk about the win against the dolphins you be blessed have a good one yes sir my man carl jones in the building i know you guys appreciate having carl jones on and i i love having that brother on man because we can talk ball and uh it's good to get a defensive mind uh to kind of jump in and kind of give us an idea of what we saw i mean really didn't take a genius to see that rasul douglas is that dude Rasul Douglas. I mean, I got it. First of all, I got to get my man. I got to get a jersey from my man, Rasul Douglas. I got to go get some uh, Rasul Douglas jersey. Hopefully we sign him and he ain't some on some other squad because I ain't trying to have that. But Rasul Douglas, the defense came through. Ed Oliver continued to have an all-pro season. If he doesn't get the all-pro, I, I don't know what's going on with this. But for real, though, on the real, when I look at this squad and I look at where these bills have come and where they're at, this is it, man. This is it. Like, we lost games we had no business losing. And we won games by the skin of our teeth in some. But that's just the way the football is, man. Sometimes they don't care how you win certain games. 
You think the people give a damn about how the Chargers, excuse me, the the uh, the Chiefs, you mean, won some games and lost some games? I mean, they, they just lost to the Chargers, right? But it don't matter. They they got they're probably gonna lock up that division. They're going to the playoffs. They're probably gonna be the three seed, and uh, will most likely be the second seed, barring things something catastrophic happens, and we'll we'll be able to we'll be able to to handle business. But I've got my concerns. Like we should all have concerns. You can't tell me that you're you are absolutely confident without you know I mean without any doubt that we're gonna come in here and take this because the way that this this offense has been performing it's kind of shaky, man. It's very shaky, and I'm I'm not liking what um what we're seeing out of the connection between Josh and Diggs because that was that's automatic. Usually those two boys, I mean it's it's one plus two. That's it. Like it's good. We're good to go. But this one here lately is gonna it's kind of been shaky a little bit. So um we'll see we'll see, man. We'll see how this plays out the rest of the week. I'm hoping that you mean we're we're focused and ready and we're on the road on top of that Sunday night. And we tend to do quite well on Sunday night games. And Tua, on the other end, tends to not do quite quick. So whether that means something or not, who knows? But uh, I do have a super chat that I want to get into. Uh, my man, Austin, generally. And he comes in and says, yo, Diggs needs to play better. I was told that he carried Allen by everyone. And it seems like we're winning without him. But sometimes you have to be able to win without your star players. I mean, others got to step up and it seems that the defense has started to really get into things and step their game up, which is great because the defense, I mean, the head coach is the defensive coordinator and he, he's got these guys playing good football right now. And he's finally got himself an instinctual corner that can come in and make a play. And you saw it, right? If you're an instinctual corner and you see things and you know, your film study, guess what? I'm going to bring the blitz and I'm going to blitz the shit out of this team. They're going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. And this is where you jump on it. But we've had passive corners, right? Caillou Elam was already in his backpedal. He ain't no instinctive corner trying to jump on things. He wasn't doing that. Trey White, when Trey White was here, he was on it, man. He was he was playing good football. So we were able to blitz the ball. But when we didn't have the corners to you know, get the job done, we had to play different football, different pressures. Now, we got Russell Douglas, so we can manipulate and do things. I mean, look how much Taylor Rapp played. Taylor Rapp played very little. I think he had like seven snaps. So it's going to change. It's going to change tremendously. So this this upcoming game, maybe Taylor Rapp gets a little more into, into the game and uh, we prepare for this. But all we know, this Miami team is still going to be dangerous. When Tyreek Hill on that squad is going to be dangerous. You have to know where Tyreek Hill is. And keep him in front of us. He's at 1,700 yards receiving. I ain't trying to have this guy go off for 300 yards so we can get the damn record. We ain't trying to have that. So we are going to come in, have a great defensive game plan, and handle business. But I get it. Austin wants Diggs to play better. We don't know what the hell Diggs is dealing with. Is he dealing with an injury? Is he dealing with some soreness? Is his back tweaking? Who the heck knows? Uh, but you're. But one thing I'll tell you that I, I do see. Josh has been accurate. If we're going to be all the way real, Josh was terribly inaccurate last game. And there were moments all year long that Diggs will have a, a, a step two or three on a receive on a DB and Josh would miss him. And three steps on a DB, you are open. You are wide open. That's, that's, that's it. That should be money, right? Just this last game, Josh had, Josh had the, uh, 
Stefan Diggs with two steps ahead of two guys. He beat a double team. And Josh underthrew it. It's like, oh, come on, man. I mean, that's that's the that's the nature of the game, man. So whether Josh is dealing with something or he's just gauging something, something is off between those two. But I'm confident in that they will make things work. They will make things work. So we'll see. We will see. But what I do want, it's a rivalry game. So I do want these Bills to come in and smack the shit out of the Dolphins. I really do want that shit. Uh, but we'll see. But before I get out of here, I'm going to make one last phone call. And I got to call my man Kevin because Kevin is uh, he's a he's a big uh, he's a big Dolphins fan. And I need to see how he feels about this. I'm going to get him for like five can pick up the like, hey, you do. <laughs> we'll see, man. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to see how he feels. If he's confident, if he's not confident, who knows? And he may not pick up. He might be a little busy. It's all good, though. We ain't, we ain't going to get my guy Kevin tonight. He knows what's, what's coming his way. I'm going to just leave him a voicemail. Hi, you've reached Kevin Gerard. I'm not available right now, but please leave a message. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank that's, you. That's his corporate voice. Yo, Kevo, it's your boy, man. Uh, I was on the show right now, so I'm leaving a voicemail as as I'm on the show right now. So, uh, listen, bro, how confident are you in this game, brother? I need to know. Are you confident or are you like, shit, we're going to lose this? Because I know you. I know your ass. Your ass is going to like, yo, you're going to take the game. We're too banged up. We're probably going to lose. So I don't know. I don't know how you are truly feeling, but I know that all these injuries that you got going, it can't have you feeling confident. So call me back. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy kev man so uh we're gonna wait till uh he, he might be calling me back later on but folks let me let me tie this up in a bow um listen we got one last game to go and we're gonna we're gonna do a show on friday so i don't want to give too much away and and how we're gonna do things but i might have kevin come on the show and chat it up with us and go from there but this this is one of those situations where this is this is all or nothing man because like we cannot be sent home packing because the Bills not making the playoffs. You can't have that. The Bills with Josh Allen with 40 plus touchdowns. We can't have that. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So um we will establish ourselves. We'll get the run game going. We have a little bit of balance, but we just need a little bit more from Josh Allen. We need a little bit more from him to get this thing cracking and going. But right now, but these last games we've been we've been watching. I don't know. It's been a little shaky, especially last game. A little shaky. And admittedly so, he said it. I played like shit. I threw the ball like shit. And he knows that. And that's the one thing I do appreciate about my guy, Josh Allen, is he will admit when he plays that garbage. And uh, he didn't play well. So look for Josh to bounce back because I can't see him having back-to-back off games. So look for my man, Josh Allen, to bounce back. And I think that we uh, will stomp the yard again on these Dolphins, man. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. And what a beautiful win it would be to get into the game whoop on the Dolphins, and then prepare at home to take on the Jaguars, to take on potentially the uh, – who else could we take on in the, in the two seed? I mean, let's, let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. I'm going to share my screen one last time, and then I'll get out of here because I'm sure you guys have seen these scenarios like crazy, and you're probably getting sick of them. But you know what? I don't get sick of them, and I love them. So let's take a look at what we are doing right now with this team so you guys see that i'm sharing my screen right now perfect i'm gonna bring my my face down to the bottom here and let's get a crack in here so here's here we are here's what we have going right now as of right now which is absolutely crazy to me let me reset my page because i don't like what i'm seeing here 
I don't like it. So I'm going to, I'm going to reset my page here because I had scenarios where the bills didn't make it. So here we are. All right. As of right now, the bills are the sixth seed. All right. The Ravens have pretty much locked up their own number one seed. So they don't necessarily need to play against the Steelers. So week 18 is upon us. So the Ravens and Steelers, I'm going to leave that on its own. And this is a crucial game right here. The Colts and, and Texans. So let's do the, we'll get rid of the NFC games just to, just for fun shits and giggles. And, uh, I don't care who wins that game. I don't care who wins this game. Who cares? And, uh, away we go. All right. And shout out to the Cardinals for beating the Eagles. I don't know how the hell the Eagles lost that game. So what's crucial to us right now is if the Ravens win, they're probably not going to play any of their starters. So that's going to be interesting on its own. Colts and Texans. That's going to be a tough one. Who knows how that plays out? Let's just say Texans are playing good football. The Browns, they're going to want to, to win against the Bengals. I mean, that defense, that Browns defense is just too good. I can't see them faltering. Who cares about this game? It could be the Patriots. It could be them. The Jaguars, Titans. That's the big one. So let's just say the Bills win this one, right? Obviously, we take the two seed. Let's just say the Jaguars handle what they're supposed to handle, right? Ravens win. The, the, the Texans win, right? Uh Broncos lose or and or the Broncos win. Let's say the Broncos win. Chiefs win against the Chargers. All right. And I think I pretty much got everything. So right now, it looks like we if we take the two seed, we're playing the Texans. If the Pittsburgh Steelers win that game, because they're not going to be playing their starters, we still play the Texans. If the Texans lose and the Colts win with the Pittsburgh Steelers winning. We play the Colts. If the Titans win, we play the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if the Ravens beat the Steelers, it doesn't matter, right? So, and if the Texans win, we play the Pittsburgh Steelers. So at the end of the day, I mean, let's just say it. If the Bengals beat the Browns, all right, so there it is, folks. So if we get the second seed, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, let me let me grab the Pittsburgh Steelers win. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Ravens, and it's very possible they do. And let's just say, let's keep it a book. Let's say the Jaguars beat the, the Texans. Let's give the, the Jaguars beat the Titans. This is what it's looking like, folks. So we either playing, we play the Houston Texans or playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what it looks like right now. That's what it looks like right now. I mean, I'm trying to switch things up to see what happens. I mean, I can't see the Chargers beating them, so that's cool. Um, that doesn't change anything if the Raiders win. Nope. So there it is, man. There she has it. So it's either the Texans or the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the two. How about that? How about them apples? Now, just for shits and giggles, the Bills lose, right? And the Ravens actually beat them. We're the seventh seed. We play Miami again. If the Bills lose and the Titans actually win, we become the sixth seed and we play the Kansas City Chiefs. For some reason, if the Bengals win, that doesn't change anything. So that's what it is, man. If the Colts win, it doesn't change anything. So we lose and we, we need the, the Pittsburgh, the Ravens to win and the Titans to win. We're the seventh seed. We're the sixth seed. But if the Jags win, we're the seventh seed. So we need... Oh, 
I don't even want to talk about that right now. So right now, let's just stop that best because that, that, that gave me that gives me anxiety. I don't want to keep going. So win out. That's it. We need to win. That's it. Point blank. There's nothing else to talk about. But if we happen to lose for some stupid reason, we can become we can become the sixth seed if things play out the way they're supposed to, or we're the seventh seed and we face the dolphins for a third time. <laughs> My man said, cut that shit off, bro. I'm telling you, I'm cutting it off. I'm done. We just got to win out. Win the win the damn game, and now we control ourselves. We got the second seed, and we roll, and we keep rolling. And that's what I'd like to keep it. I'd like to keep it that way. Us winning out, and we're in prime position. We play the Colts or the Texans. Simple as that, and that's the way I want to keep it. That's the way we're going to keep it. So that being said, folks, that's it for me. It's been a great show. I appreciate that. I have my man, the thigh doc on. We talked about injuries. We talked about Josh Allen. The most, most of the crucial injuries, Josh Allen and obviously Stefan Diggs. Is there something wrong with Stefan Diggs or is he just dealing with, I'm saying the, the, the slumps of the season. I mean, this guy's a veteran guy, man. He's, he's the youngest receiver to, to catch 800 footballs, right? So the dude's a baller. I cannot. I'm not going to see him and tell me, oh, he's getting old, he's 30, and, and that's why he's the – no, no, I'm not buying that. I am not buying that whatsoever. I think it's just a, it's just a matter of let's, let's figure something out that works and let's find me plays that gets me open, that gets the football in my hands, that gets me warmed up, and that, makes, that gets me back into my alpha ways. And he's been very quiet. Hard to get into your alpha ways when you're not getting the football, you're in the football four or five times. That's just not enough. That's not enough for an alpha receiver, a top dog receiver. Ain't no way Devontae Adams is going to sit here and just get three footballs. And the one time that he did do it, you saw it, and it was it was, it was was rectified the week after because the ball kept on right going to him. So Joe Brady, figure a way out to get the football to your guy. It's, it's, it's simple. He's got the ability. You already know what it is put him in the position to get in there and get Josh Allen to stick to it. The one thing that I have noticed, though, Josh Allen ain't taking those, those check downs like he used to. He ain't taking those check downs like he used to. So let's not revert back to old Josh where you want to go for the gusto every time. It's okay to take those check downs. It's okay to take, take those check downs, Josh, but I know you don't like them, but you're going to have to take some check downs to keep plays alive. But anyway, that's neither here nor there because we're going to tackle that option, that, that topic again this friday so you guys have yourself a great night we will catch you guys again just win the damn game man just win the damn game just win just win baby al davis will tell you man just win that's what we need to do so until next time folks you guys have yourself a great night and uh, we'll catch you guys again on friday evening and uh let's do this again folks it's the buffalo fanatics it's the Rico report we'll catch you guys on the flip side and i'm out let's go Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.